This episode was co-produced with Startup Days, the leading startup conference in Switzerland. Swisspreneur's goal is to advance entrepreneurship in Switzerland, so we've partnered up with Startup Days to produce five episodes with key Swiss ecosystem players. If you'd like to see them up close and personal, get your ticket for Startup Days 2022, taking place on May 19th in Bern. Visit startupdays.ch. Together, we make Switzerland more startup. If you look at the numbers and the startups we have, and also how they grow in relation to the size of Switzerland, I think we are pretty good. Welcome to the Swisspreneur Show, a podcast about startup stories and learnings from experienced entrepreneurs. Here's your host, Sylvan. Roland, a warm welcome to the Swiss Printer Show. It's a pleasure and an honor to have you here today. It's an honor and pleasure also for me. Thank you so much for making the time. You are the professor for autonomous systems at ETH in Zurich. You're also a co-director at Wies Zurich and also a member of the board like at Seven Sense Robotics, but also other companies. So my first question to you is, was it always your dream to actually become a professor at ETH? No, actually not. It was probably more my dream to become an entrepreneur. And I had the pleasure actually at the chance to, to stay at universities. And I think you can combine their entrepreneurship and research and especially always work with young people. When was it then when you actually got in touch with entrepreneurship in the first place? So in principle, I finished my PhD at ETH and then my results from the PhD were already moving towards the startup, um, so which was funded by some other people, but I was joining more or less as first collaborator and then bringing the results of the PhD into the startup. And have you ever regretted not pursuing the entrepreneurial path further than you did right now? No, I think not. I had the chance to really see grow a lot of uh, startups. I was involved in a lot of these startups, I was able to help them to get on their feet. And uh, it was always wonderful. Probably after re my retirement, I will have a little bit more time to follow up with our startups. Yeah, you, you've been involved in, in many different companies, especially, of course, also in focus at ETH. What motivated you to combine the two, your passion for entrepreneurship, but also your passion for research as you do at the Wies Institute, for example? I think entrepreneurial research in the f or research in engineering in principle really should always also think about the usefulness of what we are doing in research. Mm -hmm. And I always was looking for the link to see if we can do something out of our research and we can bring it to the goods of the society. So it's really about the impact that motivated you, so to speak. Yes, I think, and this was probably the m most wonderful place to be at a university where you can impact have first on, on the next generation of young people, brilliant mm -hmm. people, and then actually with the research and startups, you can have a lot of impact. And I think this is uh, what, uh, what I'm really happy about. And you are a professor at ETH in Zurich. Uh, ETH enjoys an incredible reputation internationally. What makes it so special from a startup and entrepreneur's perspective? I think I'd, after all, ETH is attracting outstanding people mm -hmm. from within Switzerland, but also a lot of people from all over the world. 
And I think a, a really sharp brain is one prerequisite to be successful as an entrepreneur. Of course, there needs also the other uh, uh, part. And happily, mm -hmm. we have a lot of students which are really very sharp think thinkers, outstanding researchers and engineers, but then have also the desire to really go towards entrepreneurship. We're also here to talk about challenges and you know, this desire to go for the entrepreneurial career path, that can actually be quite challenging. How to use a professor, but also the ETH as a whole, motivate students to pursue that path instead of getting a very well-paid and secure job in the industry? I think it always starts with uh, examples and showcases where, and we have seen that uh, the whole entrepreneurial thinking within the students and the faculty at ETH started probably about 20 years ago really strongly. Mm -hmm. And then we had a, a couple of really nice examples. And so others st continued, and especially the students realized that this is one way to uh, do a career. When I was actually studying, there was only the big corporates like ABB, Sulzer, which were somewhat the companies where you think uh, engineers should be end up at the end. Right. Today, I think uh, probably 50% of the students consider to start their own company or at least, at least join a, com a startup company um, uh, in, uh, in every year. Yeah, I think that's wonderful. These role models that you talk about, you know, might be Doodle or, you know, other numerous examples like Get Your Guide who became very, very big companies out of ETH. In that regard, is there something missing or anything else you would ask or wish for to even motivate more students to pursue that path? Yeah, so of course I was uh, I had the pleasure to get involved in s different functions to really push this even further. I was vice president for um, uh, innovation, or it was uh, um, research and corporate relations. It was the name then, mm -hmm. and I was initiating a lot of elements uh, for helping the students in their first step from research to its entrepreneurship. And I think we we need probably even more there, so that uh, students early on can actually. Um, get together. Very often we have uh, outstanding techies, but they are not really linked up with probably people which are more thinking in economic terms, in business mm -hmm. directions. And this is uh, something we do, for example, with the Gabriel Ruff Foundation, mm -hmm. where we have now not only um, Venture Kick, but we are now extending it to, to its Talent Kick, where we try to bring young people together and form teams. And the additional element I think we need is, is then also bring experienced people in. And this is also working more and more and stronger and stronger because we have more people which already had a successful career as entrepreneurs and now helping the next generation to get on full speed. Yeah. I love what you just touched upon there. What role do other universities play in that regard? You know, the University of St. Gallen or the University of Zurich to also bring in that, that business focus on top of that? This is exactly the point where we would like to have people from St. Gallen, from universities which have a very strong um, business uh, education mm -hmm. and bring them together with our, uh, our students. Yeah. Because we have seen in a lot of startups that they do wonderful, but at one point they are always too much engineers or even scientists which they want to do a per perfect product but you have to have a product which actually serves the market and there i think people from business side are much better to join up with people and and bring them uh, to a faster success yeah because in the end you need someone who can build the product or deliver the service and someone who can actually sell it right and very often that's not the same person Exactly. And I think engineers are really the most of engineers. They always want to have the perfect product. 
But if you want a perfect product, you will never be on the market. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Talking about the product, you know, very often you have breakthrough research, breakthrough science basically happening at the ETH. But then to translate that into a sellable product, that's another challenge that you face. So what can you do to, you know, further strengthen the commercialization of your research at ETH? I think the most important thing is always that these people which are did the research or part of these people should be willing and interested and keen to go forward and to commercialize it. Right. Uh, otherwise, of course, we have also some patents and technologies from ETH which are licensed to existing company, which is also a good mm -hmm. way to do this. But a lot of these technologies are pretty far from the market. And we have realized that very often it's easier for startups to actually bring this to the market than f by established companies, which have typically a horizon of uh, two or three years and then right. they won't expect returns on this uh, investment. Startups from the beginning typically know it takes probably 10 years um, until they really are successful on the market. And is there anything that you would change to make that easier to have more research findings getting commercialized later down the road? I think it's um, pretty good, meanwhile, in Switzerland. We have a lot of support for the first phase for the seed funding, but also non-diluting funding with InnoSwiss, but also the university like ETH or um, EPFL, they have special funding for really getting the, the first step. Right. We have also the V Zurich, which in some specific topic even supports more the, this transfer, which is in medicine, but also in robotics, uh, very complex. So I think there we are pretty good. But I think bringing experienced people in at the right mm -hmm. moment, and ideally from the beginning as uh, not advice, but shareholders and uh, people probably giving some money in, into it, is, is important, so we have very good experience if we uh, are able to bring these people in. And then, of course, the scaling. And the scaling has probably two uh, elements. One is that this is the mentality of the Swiss people are typically not the, the huge company. So right. they always want to be under control. They have some, uh, they're worried that they lose the control in their company. I don't think that we should exactly do the same thing as what happens in Silicon Valley and other places. We should do the Swiss way, but still do more for scaling. So we can become faster and bigger, and we have the potential because we have a lot of uh, outstanding technology. And there, of course, we need more financial support. Mm -hmm. um, there is a lot of money around in Switzerland. A lot of this money goes to VCs in US and not to, to VCs in Switzerland. But also there we are doing good progress and I'm pretty sure that we are getting better every day. Are you basically saying that we here in Switzerland don't think big enough? Yes, I think this is probably uh, true to a certain extent. It uh, probably applies to myself also. Okay. I'm typically rather dreaming of a company which is a solid technology company, which has probably at one point a couple hundred people. Mm -hmm. um, on the other side, I think it's also um, probably the best fit for Switzerland. If you see the successful company in Switzerland are meanwhile a lot of middle-sized companies, a couple hundred right. people, world-leading in their field, world um, okay. champions, but um, they probably will never grow. And very often we compare the, the startups with all these extreme cases like uh, Facebook or Google. This exists only a handful of these uh, mm -hmm. cases every 10 years. Um, I think Switzerland is leaving from the 
other type of companies. Like I think the wonderful examples are Sensieron, which has grown to a really serious company worldwide leading, or um, Mublox. And I think we will have more of these type of companies in Switzerland. So a very solid base, a very good quality of the product or the service uh, in place. Probably also great research behind it but not the huge game changer that we very often get so biased about that they are more than actually exist in reality. Yeah, so I think the game changer is typically a business innovation and not, not a technology behind, which um, can probably scale much bigger. But I think there is favorable to be in a country which is um, somewhat bigger than Switzerland. Yeah. So it's much easier to start Facebook out of U US than out of Switzerland. Right. But the tech companies where we have a very solid uh, research at the universities, mm -hmm. uh, also a very strong support by companies in Switzerland. We are in a lot of fields, world leading in optics and, and uh, market technology. <laughs> and this helps also the startups really to bring up outstanding technology. Do you think that in that regard, we also sell ourselves a bit short? Because technically, we could also go to the US with the Swiss technologies and build and address a huge market there. Or do you think that it's just unrealistic to build a Facebook out of Switzerland? In principle, it's probably realistic. Um, Get Your Guides is not a Facebook, but they have success. But if you see, then you have to move very early on out of Switzerland. Mm -hmm. My personal ambition is to create uh, very interesting jobs in Switzerland. Yeah. So this type of companies have to go another way, mm -hmm. which is also good if you have the, the, the technology which fits with it. Yeah. And then you should actually also be willing to move out of Switzerland probably to a bigger market to start and to grow there much faster. But then you probably run into the issues that you mentioned before, right? Then you probably work with foreign VCs, you hire foreign employees. So then even if the case succeeds, there's maybe not that much money or know-how flowing back to Switzerland. Yes, uh, this is absolutely true. I, I know of a couple of cases which did this road, um, which at the end there was nothing left in Switzerland, um, okay. even if the company was successful. And sometimes it's also not much left by the main founder of the company because it's mm -hmm. really getting in other dynamics. Yeah. And that's really sad because the you know the groundbreaking start actually happened here in Switzerland, but then the reward of taking the risk and everything is happening somewhere else. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, it's also if you see we have studied um, at ETH, for example, how our startups do, but also at uh, Venture Kick, we had mm -hmm. uh, once a look back and see how successful um, and how uh, the leverage was actually in the initial funding. And it's interestingly that not the 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 ones which became unicorn was the most, most exciting for those who invested early on money, but more the, the, this middle group uh, of companies which are growing up to a couple hundred people. Mm -hmm. They had actually a better multiple um, <laughs> for the, the first investors. So I yeah. think this shows a little bit that my vision is, is probably not too bad for Switzerland and I am happy to really support this technology-oriented company worldwide leading, but probably never growing to a multi-billion business. But still developing and delivering a very good return for the investors yeah. and everyone involved there. Absolutely. That's a very refreshing perspective that people might have not expected. Now, if you think about, and we zoom out a bit, if you think about any individual out there, but also organizations and other players of the ecosystem, from your personal perspective, what can we do to make Switzerland more startup, so to speak? 
I think we are really in a very good track. I think this is probably also linked with the Swiss mentality. Even if we are good, we think we are not so good. <laughs> I think yeah. from an outside perspective, uh, people realize how strong Switzerland is. In the field where, where I am in, I think a lot of people from outside, even from US and Silicon Valley, think that Switzerland is leading in startups in, in the field of robotics. Mm -hmm. and, and I think if you look at the numbers uh, and the startups we have and also how they grow, um, in relation to the, the, the size of Switzerland, I think we are pretty good. But we can always do better. Right. And I think one element is really to have even a stronger link between the established companies with uh, experienced people, which was a little bit missing. So um, up to recently, but it's changing a lot. Big corporates didn't really care about startups. Meanwhile, they realized that this is the way how they also grow their own business and more, more of the big com companies have venture um, uh, arms where they actually invest in startups. Mm -hmm. Who should actually be responsible for that or who could actually solve that to get more corporates, but also more senior, more experienced people to collaborate and to work with startups? Who should go in the, in the lead there if you could name one or maybe even multiple organizations? Yeah, of course, I think we have a lot of uh, wonderful organization um, which really do this, this linking up, mm -hmm. um, including um, your Swisspreneurs, <laughs> which are helping that uh, these startups become visible and all of a sudden um, bigger corporates probably link into it. I think mm -hmm. we, I'm strongly involved in this. We did a lot in this direction out of Digital Switzerland, where I was strongly involved in the right. beginning, where ha we had... Um, um, uh, also some programs which actually really brought exactly these elements together okay. and had then also the idea to support entrepreneurship. So uh, startups which are somewhat coming out of, of companies mm -hmm. and are still partially then um, part of, of big companies. Yeah, and there's so much potential because we have everything here, right? We have money to invest, we have the corporates and also very innovative startups and technology. So Switzerland is in a very good position. Yes, and I think, uh, of course, there is always a discussion we should do more, that the government should do more. I'm personally not so convinced that, that we should have more from the government. I think we have a good ecosystem. We just have to, to have all the players uh, playing together no. because the money is around and uh, we don't need now programs from the government. We have programs. They can be a little bit adaptive, like InnoSwiss, but they are supporting actually startups. Exactly. So it's much more about matchmaking and bringing the right players together instead of launching new programs by the government. Yes, absolutely. So in the recent startups I was involved, we had always a somewhat an old guy, fewer women, but uh, hopefully more in the future, which was joining the startup from an early moment. And this was extremely a win mm -hmm. because these uh, elderly people were actually happy to all of a sudden be in a dynamic in environment with these young yeah. people. Great. And of course, the young people could learn and that was a perfect match and we should have yeah. more of this. Um, I'm trying now with all the startups where I'm somewhat in, in touch to bring these people in because this is uh, helping to scale faster um, on the market. That sounds like a very powerful combination. If we now look at the Swiss ecosystem, you know, there really is this momentum going on. We have large US VCs investing in Swiss companies. We have more funds being invested in Swiss companies than ever. The ecosystem is growing like crazy. Where are we headed to as a Swiss startup ecosystem from your perspective? Yes, I think we, we will further grow. I'm, I'm convinced. This is uh, what I see also with young students at ETH. They're more and more really considering than moving forwards to startups. I think the, the environment is, is, is very good. 
And now we have only to, to further um, bring this together and, and even strengthen it for the future. But um, I'm pretty positive and uh, I uh, hope society will more and more also accept that this is probably the most important element for growing the economy in a, in a country and then also the standard of living, keeping it, because startups typically are those who are generating new workplaces and it's not the big corporates. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, very important. So a good reminder to to keep that in mind. And do you think that we're also going to see bigger exits and maybe even some IPOs from Swiss startups? Yes, this is an interesting question. Should we have uh, had too much more exits and, and IPO? Where I'm still a bit biased mm -hmm. because very often we have a big story about exits. But exits means very often also that this uh, this probably dream team of uh, young entrepreneurs uh, falls somewhat apart because it's part all of the all of a sudden of a big big comp company. Right. Sometimes it's not the best way to do. Now IPO is uh, is a little bit painful because it becomes much more complex all the reporting. Yeah. But I think we will probably have see more IPOs in the future because this is one way to get additional funding for startup companies if they really need, and some technology companies need uh, not only 10 millions, but probably a couple hundred millions. Exactly. This is one way to get, get this money. And, and I think we for depending on the field, you should um, probably carefully select, is IPO the better way mm -hmm. or is actually an exit um, uh, a better way to yeah. do it? On, on one hand, it's great, right? If you have a liquidation event that you can then invest in the next generation of companies and entrepreneurs. On the other hand, if you do have an exit, it's very often going to a foreign investor or company, right? So then they might not have the same jobs in Switzerland anymore. Your technology belongs to someone abroad. It's always the, the pros and cons, I guess. So there's no clear answer. Yes, uh, at least for me, if I see... All those companies which did then at one point an IPO, mm -hmm. and there was also in the past already 30 years ago, and I'm right. involved in, in the board of one of these companies. Um, they are still independent company, very strong Swiss branded, and uh, they develop very well. Sensierens recently did it. Um, and so I think this is, is a great way. A lot of others, they at one point disappear as their own brand. Mm -hmm. and, and I think it's also nice for Switzerland to, to really continue and say, also On is now still a Swiss brand in a way, even if it's uh, now very international. Yeah. And I think we should be proud because this helps also to, for the next generation of, of startups to say, yes, I want to build up a brand. I want to build up something which is world leading. And I want to link it, this uh, in long term also with Switzerland and Swiss made. Yeah, and then you come back to the role model input that you mentioned at the yep. beginning, right? Then this really helps to motivate the next generation. That's a wonderful cycle to close. Absolutely. In all of that development, what is next for you and your startup activities? What will you focus on in the next few months? So in the next few months, we have, um, of course, some startups where I'm involved, which are also the Vs with uh, flying manipulation. So meaning that there are plat uh, flying platforms which can really interact in, in flight, mm -hmm. doing measurements at height or probably at one point wow. even drilling holes at the ceiling. Um, this is very exciting. And I would uh, certainly need that for yeah. me personally at home. No, I know that there's much more to come. It's and industry applications. And this these companies have to, of course, it's difficult in the beginning. At one point, you need to raise money. And then there's always a question, which are the right partners? And by the way, it's also very often it's easy to get a high valuation if you have foreign, foreign investors. So they are much more betting on all-in uh, VCs yes. from Silicon Valley. Then the question is, will they 
be more helpful really to, to scale the company or what is the best way. Yeah. And we have a couple other um, uh, startups uh, which are in the pipeline, which are uh, still are at the university, which uh, hopefully will have their impact in the future in swimming robots, wheeled uh, legged robot combination, and also some, some other fields like, uh, like uh, robots for agriculture or for sorting waste um, and, and collecting plastic. Wow. Yeah, you certainly will be busy over the next few months. <laughs> so to wrap up this episode, Roland, we have some rapid fire questions for you. So I either give you a question or different options to choose from, and you have to either make a choice or answer in one sentence. You ready? Yes. What was your summer job as a teenager? On construction site. Great. What are you most proud of in your life? that I was able to influence a lot of young people and give them the spirit of entrepreneurship. Yeah, great one. Lausanne or Zurich? Both. <laughs> Very diplomatic answer. Business or tech? Tech. Advice to your 20-year-old self? Go for your dreams and do it. Great. And the last one, researcher or entrepreneur? Science entrepreneur. <laughs> Perfect combination. Roland, thank you so much for coming on the show and for sharing your thoughts. All the best for the future and lots of success. Thanks very much. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, you can support us by rating our show on Apple Podcasts. This way, we can reach an ever-growing number of aspiring entrepreneurs.